So um, what's going on guys, this is All Things Heat and yeah, I didn't do the podcast at some time here because as I've already said there's been problems with my uploading because I did try to do that and just didn't allow me for any of these things now, retrials and re-uploads and now I'm back here and and the off season has happened so now a lot of new things to talk about when it comes to the heat like especially when it comes to trades free agency signings got omer yard seven he's been and i've been on our heat for like now six months now the <laughs> boy when omer yard seven played really well there was the buzz right over there on our heat like it was there. So now, but now first let's start off from what happened. Yes, the Milwaukee Bucks won the chip. I saw all of that. Giannis was extraordinary. Like, the guy played out of his mind. And yes, I do know some hate over Giannis. So, not saying it's justified, but I can see where they're coming from. But unfortunately, uh, gotta give props to him for playing a tremendous series against the small Phoenix defense, which he just... Played to his strengths, he just played well and they did need efficient shooting in that game 5 and they played well in game 6. Basically, it's Giannis and Bobby Portis played well. So now when it came to free agency time, you obviously know the signings and the, signings and the trades that we did. We got Kyle Lowry in that sign and trade with Toronto for Dragic and Achuva. We gave away Goran like... and. <laughs> And by the way, you saw the surfacing out today. You saw Dragic saying Toronto is not where he wants to be. He has higher hopes. Like, <laughs> it's funny, man. I'm not going to talk too much into that because I haven't, I haven't even looked too much into that because you could see where he is coming from. He wants to play with his buddy, Luka, who... He, he literally said, I think in 2017, he said would become one of the better players in the NBA. So, take that for what you will. And he, he has. He's basically, everyone probably considers him a consensus top 10 player right now. And um, based on the maps, there will be some questions coming up. And I'm not going to talk too much into the rivalry because this is a new fan from 2016. So, I obviously know about it, but not like in a personal feeling where I myself saw it up front with my own two eyes. So, and obviously we saw the Kyle Lowry trade, the tampering, tampering investigations into the Chicago, into this and the Lonzo Ball sign and trade which the Bulls did in exchange for Garrett Temple and Tomas Saransky for for Chicago. So they obviously the Bulls obviously bolstered some additions. You saw them getting some guys. And back to the heat here, they got Kyle Lowry, you got um PJ Tucker, you got Markeith Morris. Markeith Morris, he re-signed Dwayne Deadman and Victor Oladipo, you know. But in the process you give away Dragic. You lose none. I hope they could try to get some assets out of him. And once again, and even though he was inconsistent, he is probably one of the better players on the Heat roster this year. So obviously, would have liked to hope some, hope to get some assets out of him. But it is what it is at this point. So you just take it for what it is. 
So in and you also let go of Dragic was easily still the floor general or the the point guard, the orchestrator of the bench unit. So now with Dragic and Achua gone, Achua's spot's not hard to replace. The guy was out of rotation for a long time. He just came in garbage minutes and played his played his time. He was a first round pick and we gave him away to Toronto. Dragic is who I think we're worried about because now behind Lowry, I don't think it's unless you want to stagger minutes between him and Jimmy at point guard once again. So obviously, I have high hopes of getting Kyle Lowry. I mean, the guy is a good playmaker and he's a good and he's a well-respected shooter and scorer as well. So I, I think Lowry can help Bam a little bit when it comes to getting to his spots. And I expect a lot more out of him out of BAM because we saw in the first round like the guy refused to shoot that little jumper that Lopez gave him space with and obviously I would want to see him attack more of the dribble and get better get um, abuse mismatches inside like this is why I even in fact I'm, I've expressed myself on our heat I want him to develop a bit of a post game look I know he has some face-ups but at least a one or two moves that he can use when facing way smaller defenders than he has because I've seen him play sometimes way smaller defenders than he has. They get away with it and and I want to see him attack, create his own offense, attack mismatches. I think that's something he hasn't done a lot of in his career as a player because almost... Even in 2019-20, most of his uh, offense came from putbacks and pick and rolls and pick plays and um, a little bit of a mid-range jumper here and there. And he got to his scoring. I want to see him do some of his own stuff. Rely lesser on Jimmy and, and maybe Lowry to an extent. Because even Lowry is going to help him get inside because probably I haven't had someone as good as Lowry as it is when it comes to playmaking. And Goran Dragic is a good playmaker. Don't I'm not saying he isn't because playmaking and passing is something completely different if if you want to associate from that. So and I think Lowry is probably a better playmaker. And he's probably a better pull-up shooter. Okay. Which would probably help this team's spacing issues as far as it goes. Because damn, in that first round, it felt like these Jimmy and Bam just couldn't. They just walled off. They just focused on these two guys in the paint. Probably. And the shooting numbers were down. And Jimmy and Bam played bad that series. So that Milwaukee defense was really good i mean you saw throughout that milwaukee's offense is not that good but the spacing was there because the opponents respected the guys it gave them room to attack and it was like the defense was the major catalyst for that milwaukee championship so once again the milwaukee defense played really well throughout so part of it's their fault themselves part of it you got to give credit to the milwaukee defense as it is and I think what the core of this is, as Pat Riley said, this is going to be a defensive kind of squad. I mean, you see, you count down Lowry and Jimmy Butler, PJ Tucker. We got, I think, almost the full MLE. I, 
I would have seen, I would have liked this team to get um, Jeff Green or Bobby Portis. Bobby Portis, either way, declined the offer. He went back to Milwaukee, I think on a two-year, nine million deal, if I'm right. And then Jeff Green went to Denver, I think two years, ten million. I would like to see, get those kind of guys because they, I think... P.J. Tucker hasn't done a lot on offense. He's just standing in the corner a lot of times. His majority, his body of work comes on the defensive end. But I, but shit, I would have liked to have some guys who can just produce more consistently. But it is what it is, as I've already said. We'll see how this roster works. But I think giving seven point five million for P.J. Tucker is something we'll have to look down the line too. And as I said, this team, as this team, you, you saw the Ariza acquisition last year. They were thin at power forward. So you go out there and get PJ Tucker and Markeith Morris, who kind of who can somewhat stretch the floor and, and a bit of post ups at times, like brother Marcus, who I've seen throughout the run. Sometimes he he can stretch the floor, play small ball five at times. He's not the small ball five, but I've seen him play. Good minutes as us as the four in that um in the Lakers closing lineups with if I'm right Caruso um I think Caruso on uh, Rondo KCP it's LeBron the um Morris and Anthony Davis at the middle so that lineup played the closing lineups down the stretch Markeith Morris can convert shots. Three-point shots and once again we can come up on the boards and the boards are a big question because the Heat were a terrible rebounding team last season. They were an okayish rebounding team in 19-20 where they were not a good offensive rebounding team but they are one of the best defensive rebounding teams and overall you hope that the offense to get better as I said. 95.2 being the offensive rating lowest out of all 16 teams. The only one below 100. So hopefully you see the offense getting a bit of a tick. Because probably adding Lowry might take off the bit of a playmaking duty of Jimmy. Because you saw how much he had to create and expend his energy in, la in the last season. So hopefully now you have Jimmy concentrate more on the scoring side of the ball. Same, same goes for Bam. Not rely too much on Lowry or Jimmy. Try to create your own offense from the elbow. This is where he gets the ball in the high post at times. So hopefully you want to see him try to attack and create. And off the bench, I think Tyler Hero is going to be a key this year. Because now with Dragic gone, he's going to be the main guy who has to create. He has to create offense coming off the bench. Just be, he has to be the guy, main guy with the main scoring output. Because I don't think this bench is... We're going to have to probably rely... Big on the starters to play. I mean, defensively, as I said, defensive squad. Offensively, you need a bit of work. Hero, you need to rely on him defend, uh, offensively off the bench for scoring. And then Markeith Morris comes in. Deadman, and Deadman played really well in his time coming here. So, he played really well. Off, um, he's one of the only ones who practically gave a shit. <laughs> I'm just joking around with that, but you know what I mean, you know what I mean. So what I'm saying is he's a good backup center. He can spell Bam at minutes, not put too much. He he played his role really well when after when after he came here, after he came to the Heat. He played really well off the bench.
Markeith Morris, you know what I've been. Gabe Vincent. I think this is the this is the weak link of the bench. Gabe Vincent. He needs to be the guy he needs to produce consistently, whether it be on, on defense with his ball pressure or on offense. He needs to start converting threes, not make a lot of boneheaded plays, you know. Because that absolutely pained me to watch him at times try to make boneheaded play after boneheaded play. This going back to this one time in the that Chicago game, I think we lost against the Bulls without Zach Lavine. I was like, made some. So hopefully try to get a little little out of him on the scoring side and playmaking and defensively because made a lot of boneheaded plays as I've already said. So it's gonna be a thing to look forward to because last season as he said good on the defensive and all hopefully the Lowry impact because Dragic played okay but he wasn't what he was in 1920 where he was one of the leading candidates for sixth man of the year and on the bubble he just played absolutely well breaking dissecting defenses with his dribble penetration and scoring he was the leading scorer I mean she, he was the leading scorer going into the finals. And now he's gone. So, so I just started watching from 16. And he was probably one of the brighter spots on that team. On those, on those, on the 11 and 30 team. And those Whiteside and Waders, James Johnson teams. And I was pretty much of a casual fan. But saw what happened from time to time. Because it was when 2019 I came kind of became a, like a hardcore-ish fan. So like I still saw it when it came time to time. So I, I just loved watching Drag, Dragic like play and he's really hit by the injury bug. From in, in 2018 to 19, I think he's really hit by that injury bug. Uh, he only came back for I think one game against Phoenix and then the next game he came back was against the Warriors game I remember I think the Dwayne Wade's game or not that game he produced if I'm right 27 points in 25 minutes like as we got out to that 21 point lead like that's my main memory of him as a casual fan before seeing him in the bubble play he played really well like and 2015 to 16, I didn't get a chance to watch, but as many fans have said, as other fans have said, that was like a tremendous squad, which obviously was affected by the Bosch injury at times. So, either way, so impactful offseason, and you've seen Omer Yurtsevan play, Casey Opala didn't look his part. I don't want to talk about that either way, so... Okay, guys, so it's time to wrap up here. So I'm going to be coming back with some any later updates on this because I may not probably be watching Summer League outside of here and there. I've also been hearing talks about how Marcus Garrett has looked defensively. I mean, people are raving about him defensively here. So, so it's time to see you all next time on the pod with episode 4. So it's... um. It's um, a goodbye, so I'll be seeing y'all next time with the talk on the updates of the heat season.